welcome to Between Alpha Omega. I'm your host, Timothy Farr, and with me on the couch, I have Drew. Hi. I have Nicholas. Hello. And I have Curtis. Hey. We are officially live streaming on the Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv backslash Between Alpha Omega if you'd like to follow us, and you can see us live. Or the VOD is on YouTube. The link will be in the description because it is youtube.com backslash blah, 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 because I can't have a custom URL. So please look at the description on the podcast feed if you would like to watch the VOD and see our stupid faces and all the, when we do hand gestures for an audio, you can't really see. So, you know, you can actually watch that. You got to be careful. I mean, when we always did quotations and we had to be like, by the way, I put quotations around what I just said. Exactly. Um. It's going to be a kind of a rough show for me because I've had kind of a, a crazy week, and you'll see that in the podcast title. Um, but, you know, mine's going to be really depressing, so I'll let these guys talk and then bring the whole show down and be incredibly depressing, and that's just the way it's going to go. Uh, so, Drew, how's your life? Any life updates? <clears throat> life updates. Um... Not a whole lot. I mean, I built a new computer. Did I say that the last time I was here? No. No, you didn't no. get older parts. Yeah. I had, yeah, so I I built the rest of my computer. It's pretty fun. Pretty nifty. Works really well. Um, I'm not going to have a roommate living with my wife and I anymore. Thank Jesus. Thank Jesus. After two months, but yeah. 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 It, it'll Hopefully it comes quicker than... I think it will. I mean, it's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, there you go. Can um, I just, real quick, like, did anyone else feel like January's been, like, going on forever so far? It does seem a little long. It's a little weird. And we're not even over with it yet. Yeah. Um, let's see. Forrest is a turd, and he stopped sleeping through the night. Oh, Perfect. Man. What a jerk. So, uh. yeah, he still hasn't paid me rent yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tell me to get a job. I'm pretty pissed about that. Uh, Michael just said, does the kid count as a roommate? So are you getting rid of the kid, I'm guessing? No, the kid's staying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not um, for too much longer. He's not paying rent. Yeah. Well, yeah. If he doesn't pay rent, I mean, I, I have no other choice. Um, <laughs> other than that, I mean, nada. Yeah, nothing. it's been kind of a weird January. Yeah. Slow, especially after, like, the barrage of Christmas and all that. Yeah. And Curtis, any life updates from you? It's ticklish. <laughs> uh... I've been watching the news lately. Oh, Jesus. He's been watching a lot of news, actually. Mm, which is <laughs> awful. Yeah, it's it's awful. Makes me pretty sure that the world is ending. Well, you know. So, smoke him if you got him. <laughs> get our smoking jackets and get ready to go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Our single malt scotch and our cigars. And yeah. Cigars. Cigars. And just, cigars. And just watch the world fall apart. Yeah, pretty much. Me and Benner have that world ending plan where we just sit. Under smoking jackets, drinking scotch, and watching the robots take over everything. Nice. I actually think I'm going to use a, a like a pipe instead of a cigar. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's it. Just news. Uh, got passed over for promotion again. Yay! The person who got it has been promoted twice now. Yay! Yay. Did you shit in her coffee? No, we're actually friends. Did you shit in her coffee? <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. So wait, this is the one that got the promotion from you last time too. Yeah. So is her position back open for you to apply for that one? There has not even been a conversation about that. Oh, my god! Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> Rudes. People be tripping. Yeah, People my work is kind of an, a shit show right now. 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's but it's been a shit show like since March of last year. Right. I think the entire United States has been a shit show since. No, no, no. Everything's been perfectly. No, clean. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Everything's fantastic. <laughs> Everything's great. <laughs> Nick, any updates? Not a whole terrible lot. Um, there was a potential. 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 Uh, We're great podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> Words are easy. Uh, there was a potential for me to apply for a assistant position, um, which technically would be a step up from what I'm listed as in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking with like my specialist... And, like, his boss, they really like kind of where I'm at. Um, the busiest store, which is always nice. And then able to float around and do stuff instead of having to be stuck at another store. So I chose not to apply. Um, and I think in the long run it's better, especially because, you know, with the position I want coming up in, like, August, September as of right now, um, definitely – not going to be able to stick around long in that assistant spot. So, but uh, other than that, I don't know. Same old, same old. Almost had to go to another store next week. Found out Jeez. like two days before the schedule was going to be is was supposed to start. Um, but then they didn't need me, so I'll still be at my my usual home store. Nice. Yep. Well, that's good. It was going to be the O'Fallon store. Which is the only one I haven't worked at so far. So I was kind of excited for it. <laughs> kind Knock of them the, all out. Yeah. You're kind of the horror of fresh time. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get passed around. I've even been at stores that are now closed, but that were in our region. Well, you know. And I was almost asked to go help open a store in Minnesota. Wow. That would have been gross. I would have been up there for like two or three months. Yeah. That would have been gross. I would have been all right with it. I wouldn't have been. I would have missed you. Well, that was that was... No, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I guess that was technically when I was living here the, before the incident. Oh, I think I vaguely remember you talking about that. Yep. That, like, pre the incident, it's kind of a blur, and then afterwards, it's kind of a blur. Especially all of 2019. I have, like, spotty memory in 2019. And not like 2020 was any better. Yeah, I mean, it was great for me, 2020. Well, I guess. Uh, Introvert. To yeah. the extreme. I mean, when I get paid to do literally do nothing and sit at home and... Correction, you get paid for this. Yeah, I get paid to do this. And um, that's it. Yep. And uh, it's been kind of weird at the same time. But it's been, 2020 has been a great year for me. <laughs> or, or was, anyway. 2021, not so great. Um, I, I guess my biggest life update is uh, I went back to work. Uh, I... Uh, I unvolunteered myself in October, and we've talked about that before. Uh, I was working maybe like two to three days a week, and uh, when the second wave of COVID really ramped up, I unvolunteered myself, and I missed a promotion, so I was just like, screw this place. So I was off for a while, and then I recently, when the year turned to 2021, I volunteered myself again to work, and it's in phase zero, so there's only 50 people allowed in the building at, at one time. So I'm working one day a week uh, for six hours. And you know that meme that gets passed around, the community meme where he's holding the pizzas and he walks into the room and everything's just on fire? Yeah. That's how it felt going back into work. Uh, I can believe that. Everything's just on fire. People don't know what they're doing. People are making up 
protocols and policies and somebody's got a gunshot wound yeah pretty much there's dead people in my cubicle and i'm like what uh i had mail from <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i get to my desk and there's just like mail and other stuff piled on and i was like what is going on <laughs> uh one of my managers talks to me about how they're now shifting everything and we're not uh, my job's going to completely change in the future just a whole bunch of crazy stuff and the bill that was signed they gave us a whole bunch of money for backlog reduction it's like 50 million dollars so we're kind of rolling it right now but the managers don't know what they're going to do with the money so they're just making shit up so everything's on fire no one knows what they're doing and it's awesome and you're just sitting there on the back of the bus being like i'm in danger <laughs> right uh i don't think especially when you work for the federal government like you're you're you'll always be guaranteed a job so even if I do get laid off, um, they'll have to move me to a different position. They'll just have to move me around. So and I, I'm in no danger of that whatsoever. I uh, don't feel like I'm saying that. But it's just my job description may change because they're going to do something different. Um, uh, basically, they don't know what they're doing. And there's a lot of hearsay and uh, rumors going on that we don't know. Mm. Especially when we're given a shit ton of money. And we don't have managers that can actually make a decision. So, yeah, it's it's quite awesome to be, you know, have two months of just ignorant bliss. Then all of a sudden be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. That, that was, and when they unknowingly just pull extra money out of your paychecks. and Oh, yeah. So the federal government, and this is all public knowledge, by the way. The federal government, and this is business-wide, your businesses, wherever you work, could have opted out or opted in. The president, uh, the former president, uh, signed a bill where they wouldn't take Social Security out of your paycheck. Uh, that lasted from October to December. Uh, the federal government couldn't opt out. If you're a federal government, I think some federal government agencies could. We didn't. We didn't opt out. So I wasn't getting Social Security taken out of my paycheck. For only like a couple of months in January uh, the first time I got paid in January I noticed my paycheck was a lot lower than what it should have been uh, the so I get paid on Fridays that Monday I get an email from the big honcho in DC like by the way <laughs> we noticed that your paychecks were a lot lower they didn't even tell us that they were taking money out of their paycheck good great yeah. so like the tippity top is like we don't know what happened. Well, because we work within the federal government. So, of course, there's a department that is, does our payroll. And they didn't tell us, our agency, that they were doing this. So, they just did it. Because, <laughs> cool. you know. Yeah. So, that, that was January 8th that I get paid. That Monday, whatever that is, the 10th, I guess it would be. Yep. No, 11th. The 11th, we get an email saying, oh, by the way, we noticed that. We don't have any guidelines. Yesterday, yesterday, whatever day that was, the 14th or the 15th, 15th. we finally got an email telling us how much they're taking out for the foreseeable future. Good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good. If that isn't a nutshell of uh, how the federal government is working right now, I don't know what else to tell you. That is what's happening in D.C. That is what's happening with all these other departments, and uh, everyone's running around with their heads cut off. So, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. I mean, granted, <laughs> the amount of money that they're taking out is, like, minuscule. Uh, it's not, like, a huge hurt, but it was, like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> just some warning ahead of time would have been nice. Yeah, and especially when the big head honcho that is the part, uh, the overall seer of my agency is like, yeah, we don't know. It's kind of frightening. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Uh, really frightening, actually. So I can only imagine in the big scope uh, what the federal government is dealing with on top of a new president coming in and a whole new cabinet and blah, 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 blah. And don't forget about the riots on the street. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, caused a lot of things with the Capitol and whatnot, the whole right thing. It caused so much to do. uh, Inauguration Day is what, Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. uh, We're off the whole. Whichever one's the 20th. 21st. 20th. I thought it was the 21st. It's Wednesday for sure. It's the 20th. Huh. Uh, it's so bad that our organization is completely closed that week. <laughs> so I don't go to work next week because we're closed. Okay. Uh, okay. Would this be a good time to renew the idea of like storming Area 51? <laughs> <laughs> Get all the Kyles together. Let's go. <laughs> right. Well, apparently the CIA just is releasing all their UFO stuff. Just because? They're just doing that? Yeah. To, like, Maybe convince people to not go to Washington on Wednesday? Yeah, I guess. Quick, we'll distract them with aliens. <laughs> I mean, that would actually work, let's be honest here. <laughs> They're all conspiracy theorists, so. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Apparently, they just really sold into documents, but I haven't really done any further research because I don't really care. Hmm. Yeah. Because hmm. I, I don't know if aliens are really coming here. I bet it's just military They probably saw this, and it's like that one gas station that you go by, and then you see it, and you're like, nah, I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, bars in the windows. <laughs> <laughs> my my hope is that aliens are watching this podcast and go, no, no thank you. <laughs> you can keep that one. We're scaring them off. <laughs> <laughs> We're scaring them off. We're the saviors. <laughs> We're the saviors of the world, without even knowing it. Some hokey podcast. <laughs> Um. Yes. Other than that, I'm writing a D and D campaign because I'm uber nerd, and I have nothing else better to do with my life. So that's what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. Drew, you should work on a soundboard for both the podcast and D and D. It's just you're gonna be able to hear fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be in different tones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. The, that morning show shock jock crap that they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you remember Ira and the douche? <laughs> I was trying Fox to. Park I was Park trying to remember the first guy's name. Yeah, crazy Ira and the douche. <laughs> the douche. <laughs> uh, was that that was Park and Rec? Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, like all of their shit is fart noises, like all of it. <laughs> uh, yep. That's uh, I guess I'll just uh, be depressing now, and where I've been in the funk. Um, Friday of last week, the eighth, ninth, something eighth. like that. I eighth. got a phone call from Caleb, and Caleb's been on the show, and it was to tell me that a mutual friend, a really good friend of mine, passed away unexpectedly. Um, from way what I gather, he lives in Texas. From what I gather, he had a heart attack while driving, and his car collided with the fence. It was a single vehicle accident, um, and he was dead on arrival to the hospital. Um, he was only 43 or 44, early 40s, and a uh, wife and two kids. He was a pastor of a church, and I had known him 
for about 20 years. Uh, 2000, 2001 is when I met him. And he is kind of all connected to us because we all went to this pokey little church, uh, New Life. We've mentioned it before. That's not defunct. That's where we all kind of met. And our youth pastor at the time was Alf. And Alf uh, was best friends with Matt, who passed away. Um, so that's how I got to know Matt, was through Alf. Uh, and I, Curtis probably was the only one that would have been around, but you were a baby. I mean, you were like 12 years old or 8 years old or whatever. The first time Matt would show up. Uh, I was like 13 or so. Yeah, so I bet you vaguely remember Matt showing up occasionally. I remember Matt. Showing up in New Life occasionally? Yeah. Yeah. He only did it a couple of times. Yeah. Well, if you were 13, that was like either right around or right before I started going to New Life. Ish, yeah. Yeah. He did one of our camps, if you remember. You were there. Yeah. Yeah. 2006 camp. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Drew would have known him. But he would show up occasionally and do a Wednesday night um, youth thing for a little bit until he moved to... St. Louis, where he worked at this other church that I ended up working at um, eventually. So that's where my headspace has been at for the past week and why I've been incredibly introverted, not really talking to anyone because uh, that's how I just process grief. Um, kind of the more of the backstory of this. So I met him in 2000, 2001, and then um, when Alf left Texas in 2004, I started hanging out with Matt a little bit more. I used him as a male influence for me because, you know, I was just 19 years old. He was a couple years older than me. Um, I had more experience and whatnot, and I wanted to be a youth pastor at the time. So I was really looking for, like, that male influence from him. So I would go up to St. Charles to hang out with him, occasionally do lunches, get stuff uh, that way. And so him and I got really close in, like, 2004, 2005, and I convinced Chrissy to bring him to our camp in 2006. And I posted that picture on my Facebook. We're both in our 20s. I'm in my early 20s. And he was in his later 20s. You both look like children in that picture. It's true. Very much so. Because um, we were. Um, it's it's weird to think that I'm older than Matt then, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so are we. Yeah. Oh, we all were. It, it's weird. <laughs> It's weird to think about that, and, uh, you know, so long ago. But he also, in 2006, from that camp forward, we really got close because I, uh, that camp, I, that's when I proposed to Heather, and uh, I'm sure you all remember that. And so Matt and I started talking heavily during that time because I was getting engaged and I wanted to be with young married people. Because New Life, the church that we went at, was either really old people or uh, the teenagers. Yeah, yep. or the youth group. <laughs> or the youth group. There was no in-between in between at all. And all, I was the last leader left. Uh, all the other leaders around my age had left. So I was like the old person at 21. And then Chrissy. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Uh, and we were bringing some of you guys on who were in, their, in your mid-teens at that point. 16, 17. Yeah, 16 or 17. To be like youth leaders, and I was like the old fogey, and I realized <laughs> this wasn't going to go well for Heather and I needing support. Um, and so Matt and I started talking, and uh, you can 
I made a decision to go to his church and be a, a part of his team because his team had a whole bunch of young married people and whatnot. So in December of 2006, I made it uh, a purpose to say to these guys, you know, I'm leaving. It's all on good terms. In January 1st of 2007, it's going to this new church. So that's kind of where Matt and I really started clicking because then I started being a part of his youth group and being an adult leader there. And then when Heather and I got married, uh, Matt made me in charge of this whole portion of the high school i was doing small groups in the uh, townhouse and leading that way and then in 2009 a uh, position opened up for me at that church and i became a young adult pastor of the church so matt and i actually started working together uh, we did camps we did leader retreats we did um, winter retreats we did a whole bunch of crazy crap together um, a lot of late nights a lot of sitting around dinner tables talking um and we kind of had a little bit of a falling out uh, when I was let go, and I was really angry and bitter and kind of drifted away from him. But then when I came back to St. Louis, and then uh, Heather ended up leaving me, uh, we connected again and started talking a little bit here and there. And that's kind of where we've been for the last, I don't know, decade or so, is, you know, checking in with each other and whatnot. And the last time I saw him was at Caleb's wedding, because uh, Matt not only did my wedding way back when, 2007, but Matt did Caleb's wedding uh, recently in September. And that was the last time I talked talk to him and with plans of I was going to come out in springtime and go hang out with Alf and Matt and make a big to-do about it. But unfortunately, I won't have the chance to see Matt again. But uh, he was the kind of guy that you could not talk to him for a long time and just pick up where you left off. Um, he was always there. If I ever had a problem with Matt or a problem with life, I could call him or text him and be like, hey, walk me through this. You have a little bit more experience than I do, a little bit more wisdom, whatnot, um, and just talk it out. And he was always there no matter what. And uh, it's really – and I told someone the other day, um, I'm not grieving because he's dead. Uh, and I know that sounds strange because I know where he's at. Heaven just got a whole lot more funnier, I'm telling you. Right. Uh, I'm grieving because he leaves behind a wife and kids. I'm grieving because I didn't spend enough time with him. I'm grieving in that way. Uh, you know, I, I truly believe that. Um, and so that's been really hard for me. Uh, he was only in his early 40s and seeing him pass away. And we had so much life that we were supposed to live. And it, it's like, I'm... 35 i'm not much younger than him that's kind of a scary thought and how quick life is and how fleeting that all is and all that brain stuff that goes on in my brain and the people that i want to spend time with and people that i consider family and it's like oh my god yeah all this stuff um has been flooding my mind on top of the holidays which i always get weird of anyway so to have this passing uh, really struck me hard. And it's been all over my Facebook, if you follow me on Facebook, um, to the point where even my sister, who is seven years older than me, uh, reached out to me and was like, hey, we need to spend more time together. So hmm. that's where I've been the last week or so. And I've been really introverted and kind of short with people. And then on top of my work situation and whatnot, I've just been chaotic in my brain. But... um it's been really hard for me to get on Facebook because there's this huge community. Not only people in St. Louis, people in St. Charles, people in Texas, 
keep bringing up like memories of Matt and talking about it. And it's been really hard to read some of that stuff because it's just, he was such a good guy. And uh, I'm sure all of you have small stories. <laughs> uh, maybe you had not known him as much as quite as I did, but I know you guys have stories. So if you want to remember him, this is your time. Funny story or ridiculous story. I mean, I'll let those guys have probably one of the more obvious stories, but I do remember the one camp that we did for the young adults, and I was the only person that brought a lighter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody brought lighter fluid or anything to start a fire, and it, like, half rained the entire time we were there, so getting anything to light was next to impossible. Yep. So, uh, what did Alf do? He siphoned some gasoline out of his truck. (laughs) It was like half a small Gatorade bottle. He goes, here you go. I'm like... Cool. This is uh, <laughs> all right. So, built the fire, got like a little some kindling down there, and built up some logs. Poured the gasoline at the base, and then I wrapped paper towels around a stick, lit the paper towels on fire, laid down as close to the ground as I could, and <laughs> and as soon I remember feeling it touch, and it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like about to head towards the fire pit at that point because it was dusk uh-huh. it was dark and everyone gets there and they're like are you okay i was like yeah i'm fine what's wrong like well, we just saw a fireball erupt <laughs> the sky and you were at the epicenter so <laughs> yeah that's the first camp i did yeah <laughs> <laughs> whoops oopsies all because Oops. i had a lighter i got to start a gas fire yeah no. i'd rather not do that again yeah, well, <laughs> that was a uh, oh I forget that that had to been summer of two thousand nine, uh, and that was when I was hired on and I did a summer camp, and it was all up to me to do a summer camp because Matt was kind of hands off, kind of challenging me like you want to be a part of this, do it. So I did it, and I <laughs> forgot a lot of things. Should have asked the Boy Scouts; they would have told you. Here's your list. Well. I should have been smarter than that. <laughs> oh, my God. Nick, do you have anything? Um, mine's going to go back to <clears throat> when we had Matt come in for our, our camp and uh, was doing his sermons. Um, and my favorite was when we sat down in some small groups. Um, this is the uh, male and female breakout? Yeah, yeah. The male, yeah. male and female breakouts. Um, and so we're sitting here, and... We've got all the boys. So there were like 20 of us. Uh, yeah, that was one and of the we had like hands. seven girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're sitting here, and Matt and Alf, I think we had broken down in a little bit smaller groups. But like Matt and Alf had, I think it was you, me, Sam, Jackson. Uh, Samuel Jackson was there? Yeah, Samuel <laughs> Jackson. No, Sam and Jackson, and I think maybe Drew. Yeah. And we're sitting here, and... We got on the topic of sex, and Matt goes, you see, me and Alf, we have sex. And then there's a pause. No, 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 no. He said we totally have oh, sex. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. We totally have sex. <laughs> and that pause is what really set everybody off, because we start grabbing, he's like, no, 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 like, with our own wives. like. But at that point, it already lost. A bunch of teenage boys listening about how two pastors have sex. Yeah. yeah, that was going to be my story. I mean, 
that's what I remember from that camp. There's not a whole lot of things I remember from that camp. A lot of times during that camp, camp Matt liked to put his foot in his mouth. Oh, yeah, because there was uh, the other thing that he said <laughs> on the topic of the fact that there are 20 boys and seven girls. <laughs> He's like, the guys certainly aren't coming here for the girls. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of them. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not pretty. <laughs> he, he said uh, slim pickings. Yeah, yeah slim, slim pickings. He's like, normally boys go to church just to pick up chicks. Here it's a little bit of slim pickings. No, 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 because there's not a lot of you. Nope, too late. Girls are already mad at you. He's screwed up. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did a lot of stupid crap together. Um, I remember when I was at Alf's house, and this is right after Matt and Sarah got married, and we were teasing the crap out of him. Uh, texting him about having sex on their married night. <laughs> there was that one. Uh, for his church, uh, and there's video of this. I need to post it somewhere. Uh, we d- They did a thing called Road Wars, um, which is a basically a scavenger hunt all through St. Charles. You got a leader would drive a van or a minivan or whatever, a big vehicle, have a whole bunch of teenagers in there, and basically a scavenger hunt through all of St. Charles. So, like, you had a clue, and you had to go to, like, Great Skate or something like that to get the other clue. Well, one of the clues was me, dressed as Waldo, walking around Mid-Rivers Mall. (laughs) (laughs) That is fantastic. Um, And I had so many uh, girls wanting to take my picture. (laughs) Like, it was weird. It was so weird. Look, Uh, we found Waldo. I had store people come up to me and like, is this part of a contest? What are you doing? Because I see you walking around <laughs> Vanderbilt's Mall. Uh, but I did it for like four or five hours. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would have attracted some attention. Right? I'm surprised I didn't get kicked out or anything, but I was pretty chill like i had the hat the shirt and like a cane i was walking around mid river mall did you get fake glasses i did i still have those glasses actually um <laughs> i ended up at borders because they were the only place that was open late because the mall shuts down at like 10 and this thing goes until like midnight so i just hung out in borders for the last part of it reading a book <laughs> <laughs> all those reading a book <laughs> well, uh, what time does their um theater close because a lot of times well, you can't walk around in the theater. You could. Well, you could. They've got the one arcade over there. Right. Um, but yeah, I remember they had like a Starbucks attached to the borders, so I ordered coffee and like, what's your name? Waldo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Mar- Marisa was like, oh yeah. Has Done. anyone seen Waldo? Where's Waldo? God, uh, we just did a lot of stupid crap like that. Uh, it, the memories kind of fade in and out, but yeah, that's one of the more better memories i have uh, gosh i can go on um so alf was always kind of the crazy one of the pair and always pushed the envelope so to speak and i remember one year i'm 16 or 17 i posted this on my facebook i'm 16 or 17 and matt wants to do an illustration talking about how loving of a youth group we are so (laughs) matt and alf had the idea of bringing one of the leaders from Alf's youth group over to Matt's youth group to act as a plant or a spy of some sort. So I volunteered to do it, and so I dressed up in all black, black hat, black shirt, those Jinko jeans, yeah, black, all black. And I'm 16 years old, and I drive to St. Charles to his youth group, and I just sit in the back, hide in the corner, and I don't talk to anyone. I kind of someone says hello to me, like hey, 
why are you here? Uh, my parents want me to be here. Like, <laughs> just super emo and really depressing. And so Matt goes to the illustration talking about it, and he's like, oh, we have a new person here today. Would you come up on stage? So I come up on stage, and I'm like, so how many people said hi to you? I'm like, five. And he goes on and talks about it a little bit, and <laughs> then finally the review, oh, by the way, he's actually a good friend of mine from this youth group, and everyone from that youth group, like, despised me from there on out. <laughs> like, just knew me as the spy of the youth group. It was hilarious. Uh, years and years later, uh, I would just pop in. I would randomly, I know you. You were the spy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, I miss Borders, Michael says. Yeah, I do, too. Yep. Borders was cool. I, I This has nothing to do with Matt. I remember being a teenager, and we would just go to Borders. <laughs> I, I don't know why. That's kind of weird. Because it's the it, only thing that you could do in West County? I guess. I remember that. Though. I remember every time I'd go into Borders, the uh, alarm would go off when I walked in. <laughs> and so one day, the guy at the front was like, well, come over here. And he had like one of the magnets that gets rid of whatever it is that – Makes the alarm goes off, and he tried to do it like all over my body, like he was afraid I was going to walk out with something that I wasn't supposed to. And I was like, "This is a bit excessive." Come to find out, I had the little magnet strip in my wallet from when I first bought my wallet, and it had been sitting there for years. But Borders was the only place where it would go off. I was like, "What the crap?" So then I put it in Mike's wallet. <laughs> uh, I just remember getting bored like late at night. Or, you know, like 9 or 10 o'clock and just going to Borders and reading with people. I don't know why. Yeah. We also hung out uh, at Frank's parking lot, which was uh, like a nursery, like plants and stuff. And we'd just hang out in their parking lot. Where's Frank's? By Target. That store by Target. Oh, yeah. Frank's. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we just hung out in their parking lot. Interesting. I do remember that was a popular parking lot for like everybody. Yeah. Like that was like a hangout spot. Yeah. It was either like Sonic or um, Frank's. Well, then we stopped going to Sonic after that one manager. Because we got kicked out. We got kicked out. Because we weren't eating Even as though I was in the middle of eating my food. Right. Half of us still had food and the other half had either eaten or at least had something to drink. Yeah. And most of us would get like a cherry limeade or something. Crazy. And the best part was, is we were the only ones there. Right. Majority of the time, we were the only ones there. It'd be different if, like, there was a whole bunch of other people here and we were taking up space. But, uh, nope, just us. And then we threatened to call the cops. Yeah, I remember that. We really wanted them to. Yeah. Or at least I did. I vaguely remember that interaction. <laughs> yeah, crazy times. <clears throat> the stupid stuff that we did in our youth. Um, Youths. Youths. I don't really have any other good stories that uh, come to mind thinking about Matt and that youth group. We just did a whole lot of random stuff. Um, I guess I could tell a story with Alf and Matt. Um, the shirt is actually right there. It beats getting shot. Um, Alf and Matt are childhood best friends. They knew each other forever. And they did a hunting trip one time. I guess hunting like quail or something. Um and Alf had went out a little bit uh, to go, like, scout or whatever. And then Matt sees something fly overhead and then shoots. <laughs> and one of the pellets from the shotgun struck 
Alf like grazed him. <laughs> so then Alf does the best th- best friend thing of immediately hitting the ground and start screaming. <laughs> so then it was a tease to Matt. It, well, anything beats getting shot. <laughs> and it became our uh, Attic Fest 2004 motto. Well, it beats getting shot. It literally was the best motto ever, though. Yeah, we still uh, tease him. We still teased him about it years later. It beats getting shot. Um, yeah. I think we gave him a shirt when he came to camp, right? I think, so, or I think he came to Attic Fest, and we gave him a shirt. I'm I'm in one of the videos, or no, Alpha's, Alpha in one of the level five retreat videos is wearing the Attic Fest shirt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there was a lot of history between these groups. Um, they also did. Uh, I can't believe we forgot. Didn't tell this story. Uh, one year, our youth group and their youth group does uh, a lock-in together. <laughs> uh, I think it was the back to school lock-in. I don't think it was New Year's lock-in. It may have been the New Year's lock-in because we used to do the New Year's lock-in with another church. So I think it was the back to school lock-in that we did. Which I remember because we had like basketball and tournaments and laser that uh, was laser tag tournaments new year was it yeah i'm pretty sure that was the back to school because i stayed up all night and then i had a scrimmage for football Hmm. i don't remember i know we did the back to school one with a different church bob's church where <laughs> we did the laser tag and the uh, uh, sanctuary yeah, i remember that one that was always the new year's i think the back to school one was at matt's church where we were in that big gym was that the one that had the cage up top? I or don't remember. It was the one carpeted. of them had a cage. It was with the, like uh, video games and stuff up top, like uh, arcade games. Yeah, that was Bob's church. That was the one we did laser tag, mm-hmm. which was New Year's. Yes. Okay. The other one was uh, they had like um, inflatables. Uh, the Velcro one where he ran and jumped on the thing. I remember those. I think it was the back to school lock-in. Kind of irrelevant. Um, so we roll up in this church. Uh, and I forget, I, it might have just been a select few of us decided to go to this lock-in. I know it was me and Nick. Um, were you, you were there and you were there? I think I'm so. I'm pretty sure. I, like, tell me what the story is. Okay, the story, like, yeah, I remember that. I was there. Or I, no, uh, y- you know the story. Um, so Nick and I were heavily into WWF. Yep, we were there. Or wrestling. Yep, we were there. <laughs> Drew may not know the story. I, w- I know the story. I wasn't there, though. Uh, we were really into like wrestling. We would do uh, occasionally moves and really kind of flawless moves to the point where we trusted each other enough that we knew what to do. Uh, we always did the dick kick. Um <laughs> that made it look hilarious. Basically, you rear up and you kick him in the very inner thigh, so it looks like you kicked him in the dick, but you don't, and you just sell it. We got massively pro at this. Um, so one time, Matt's church had metal folding chairs. Well, if you watch wrestling, they hit each other with metal folding chairs all the time. So we decided to do it, and we did it once, and it looked okay, and Nick brought his hands up, and it just looked real. And I was like, let's do it again, but let's make it a little bit more realistic. And I guess we didn't communicate well, 
And Nick didn't bring his hands up quick enough, and I smoked him in the face with the chair. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up just smoked him in the face with the chair. Which we also got on videotape. <laughs> yes. So not only did this poor church think of me as a spy, but they also knew me as a kid who hit the other kid in the face with the chair. <laughs> like, it was blood, and he had a bloody nose and a bloody mouth, and his face was all swollen. Yeah. Perfect. <clears throat> and the, the best, best part, part that was the video. The video. Because <laughs> you didn't think anything was wrong, so you just dropped the chair and just walked <laughs> off like you were some pro. <laughs> yep. And the absolute <laughs> best part. <laughs> just foof, <laughs> ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened to Masters. I'm proud of that. Uh, oh, God. <clears throat> then uh, we did another lock-in, and Curtis, you may remember this, because it was me, you... And Heather were there. Write me up and duct tape? Yeah. And it took like an hour and a half to get it all off. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they were locking. We were only there for a couple hours. I don't think we stayed the whole time. I don't think so either. Or we arrived late or something. Anyways, we roll up and they're doing a duct tape competition. What object can you make with just like rolls of duct tape? That's it. I feel <laughs> like I remember that. But I don't think I was at that place. You may have been. I forget. A lot of things we may have just done it you guys have may have been already there and then we were just rolling up late i don't remember why or something i don't remember why i don't remember the context so they're doing like these incredible duct tape creations like one was a guitar you know kind of cool stuff and the three of us decided why don't we just wrap curtis in duct tape <laughs> and then i'll just be duct pinocchio <laughs> So we literally, like, I think he was wearing, like, a T-shirt. We literally wrap him <laughs> in duct tape. Yep. <laughs> and it took forever to get out of that. I don't I don't remember that process at all. Well, I don't know why you would have. <laughs> it was my problem at that point. Like, <laughs> I'm the did one you, just stuck in duct tape. Did you, like, come out as a beautiful butterfly afterwards? Yes. Yes, that's why you have me as I am right now. <laughs> you guys should have seen him before. He had uh, hair and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. We just did a lot of stupid things like that. Do you have any other stories about camps and stuff? Well, there was one time that we uh, duct taped Sam Scudder to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I wasn't there for that, but I. So saw this the was the year before I think you started coming to our our. Uh, no, that's two thousand six. Uh, I was there. I just I wasn't at. Oh yeah, the you weren't involved with it. <laughs> yeah, I think we were off doing something else yes. together because I stumbled upon that. And I was like, it "Sucks to be you." <laughs> <laughs> so I, Sam, uh, which was a family friend of like the Sturgises, uh, he decided that he wanted us to duct tape him to a tree. <laughs> I don't know who actually volunteers for this stuff, but he did. Yep. So, like, we got a bench so he could be, like, two feet off the ground. And we got, like, a whole roll of duct tape, and we just wrapped it around a tree until the, the whole roll was gone. So we removed the bench. So here's Sam, like, two feet off the ground with the rest of us sitting here posing for this picture, and he's just smiling. And then we all just kind of walked away for, like, 10 <laughs> or 15 minutes. And we just left him up there. And literally, he could not get out until someone came over with a knife and cut the duct tape so he could get down. Jeez. The stupid stuff that we did in the early 2000s that we all get arrested for now. 
I know, right? right? <clears throat> like petting an armadillo. I did chase that armadillo for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and you and Nick both. Yep. Did you guys catch it with a fishing net? No, we never caught it. Uh-oh. I got close to it, but I was like leprosy, and I never caught it. But we did chase that thing. We so that camp. Uh, that camp was crazy. The two thousand four and five camp. We met in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. Nowhere, Oklahoma. Lake Murray, Oklahoma. Middle of nowhere. Uh, just picture log cabins, basically. It's really crappy log cabins with those yep. awful mattresses that were made of rubber or whatever the crap. Plastic. And, uh, I don't even know if it was made of that. Leather. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was disgusting. Uh, and we would do these camps. And we knew our kids. The leaders knew the kids and how ridiculous they are. So Nick and I would run security uh, from, like, I don't know, one, midnight to, like, 4 or 5 a.m., driving around the truck or walking around the campgrounds. And one night we... Saw an armadillo <laughs> and started chasing it. Yeah, <clears throat> because we didn't want the kids to sneak out because we separated the boys and girls, and we always kind of. Tri- there was there was always only one cabin for the girls because we never had a crap ton of girls. No, but there were like what two or three cabins for the boys, and they weren't even like close. They were pretty spread spread out. out. So yeah, we that whole camp was entire like way spread out. Yeah, yeah. That, that was like made for like three hundred kids, and we had at that time mm-hmm. like thirty, something like that, thirty or forty, something like that. It w- yeah, it was just crazy. So Nick and I knew the kids and knew that some of them would probably sneak out and do stupid things. So we always I don't think anyone actually did. No, no one did those two years. The one year that we didn't do that, which Nick wasn't there. Uh, Kids got their bags peed in. Oh, yep. People yep. got saran wrapped. Like, yeah. Yep. Because we figured we didn't need it. I wasn't a part of any of those. Just saying. Yeah, me either. Someone broke a window. Like, <laughs> that might have been my fault. <laughs> <laughs> the one time uh, we weren't responsible, uh, all the shit happens. I also kept hitting Drew in the testicles with every type of ball there no, was. No, it wasn't testicles. It was my face. <laughs> no, it was. It was. No, no, it wasn't your face. You threw the ball; it would bounce off of something and hit me in the face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was also when you fit into Sierra's double zero jeans. <laughs> yep. That was 2006. I put those on, and they actually were a little bit big. Because <laughs> uh, uh, 2005 camp was when Drew became the Scorpion King. Yep. Yes. Because I picked up my fucking. Paintball, paintball gun. gun in the cabin and then got stung on the hand. <laughs> Fucking hurt. <laughs> or uh, you remember Terry wore like 17 layers to go swimming? I vaguely remember that. Like literally he had like three pairs of boxers, two or three pairs of swimming trunks, and then like four pairs of like just regular gym shorts when he would go swimming, and we're like, dude, how much clothes did you bring to be able to do that every time you go swimming? I remember one camp, uh, I forget which year it was, but uh, Elizabeth listened to The Reason 100,000 times. That was that year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Fucking I, forgo- I forgot about that song. <laughs> <laughs> and Reason oh, is Oh, please you. don't. Please don't. Every time I listen to that, because I actually... 
unironically like that song. Every time I listen to that song, though, I think of Elizabeth listening to it. Me too. Uh, it was the. At least it wasn't. Uh, what were the the twins, Kyle and Drew? Uh huh. Because they were in the same car with Elizabeth, or at least one of them was on the way down when they started playing that song, and she loved it and wanted to listen to it. So then everyone would sing that song to Elizabeth. Yep, I was in that van. That was the van that your mom drove. Yep. We were in uh, Chrissy and Gina's. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Gina was speeding. Oh, no, no. We have pictures. She was going 95 miles an hour at one point. Yeah, that's right. Jesus. And it was... Because uh, Dimitri was like, stop speeding. (laughs) And he kept taking pictures of the speedometer with a disposable camera. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to blackmail you later. (laughs) (laughs) That was uh, the same year. <clears throat> so we did the glow in the dark capture the flag. So I was walking with Dimitri and Christian, if you guys remember him, yeah. towards yeah. where we were doing capture the flag. And Dimitri had never played. So uh, Dimitri was from Russia. Uh, for those who don't know what we're talking about, so <laughs> he he had never played capture the flag. So I'm sitting here and I'm talking to Dimitri uh, about the rules, the whole point of the game, you know what happens. And here's Christian right behind us following, and he's just saying every third word that I say, <laughs> repeating back to me. <laughs> and I'm like, Christian, stop. You're confusing Dimitri. <laughs> I need to make sure he knows how to play. That kid was so funny. Oh, my oh gosh. gosh. <laughs> oh, I love the best story I've ever heard about Christian. Um, he has a younger brother who had leukemia i think is what it was sounds right yeah um so his younger brother was just kind of messing around and christian like pins him to the ground and then puts his foot on his chest he's like i'm gonna finish what god started (laughs) (laughs) and and his mom's like christian (laughs) he's like what oh my god (laughs) There was never a dull moment with that youth crew. Oh, there really was not. I remember, this is just a flashback that I had. I remember I invented a game where we just threw water balloons at Heather. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember the point of the game. I just remember I put her out in the field, sat her like, I don't know, 30 feet away, and you threw water balloons at her. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) We always had some great games. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's because it, it goes back to it being influenced by Alf and Matt and the, the kind of that sense of humor of, I don't know, just that, like just coming up with that stuff. Definitely influenced by Alf and Matt, like just the most ridiculous things that I could come up with in doing them. Yep. I remember when we played paintball. And fucking Ken brought his pump action to Titman <laughs> and just sat in the back. It killed everybody yep. every single round that we played. He was always the last one. <laughs> Me and Ken were running I were running paintball, and Alf being Alf uh, bought all this paintball equipment for his camp, so he brought, brings it with him and <laughs> uh, basically tells me and Ken, here you go, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So we're like, how how do we even fill these guns? Well, I guess we're going to... All right. <laughs> okay. Surprised you guys didn't blow a can. 
Uh, oh, I'm surprised we're not dead. I remember one gun went off and shot the window. <laughs> and we just like, oh, uh, it was okay. there before. <laughs> I didn't see anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I had one of those because Ken had two of those pump guns, so I got one from him. And I used it for a little while till the inside one of the tubes or inside the tube got um, like a scratch in it. So like there was a piece of metal that would stick up. So every time I shot a paintball, it would explode in the tube. And I was like, God, <laughs> More like <damn."> shotgun, <laughs> shotgun, well, uh, like a literally like one foot paintball shot. And that was it because that was as far as it would go. That, that was the same time we did it in the field. And I remember getting awful chiggers. Yep. David Villarro had it the worst. Oh, I had it all around my ankles. I don't think I actually had any. I remember scratching them off and then putting the uh, the hand sanitizer on them just to burn them off because I was just so frustrated with them. To just be oozing and pus everywhere. And, I'd be like, and then dump a whole <laughs> bunch of hand sanitizer on them. That was also the same time a, a cactus attacked me on my hand. And I have very furry hands and like my wrist is yeah. furry. And it was like all like on my hand over here and on my wrist, and it was just full of cactus. So Gina decided, who was our nurse at the time, to get a roll of duct tape and just duct tape my hand and just rip it off. And then you didn't have any hair for there yeah. anymore. Yeah, it was quite painful. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. It's similar to the time that Curtis just shaved one of his eyebrows for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I've never denied being a weird guy. <laughs> We wake we wake up one morning and we look at Curtis and like something something's off. Something something's different. <laughs> oh. And it wasn't wasn't both eyebrows. It was just, just one, one eyebrow. Just one eyebrow. <laughs> well didn't you shave the other one off? Yeah, he eventually. did afterwards. I think if he had shaved both off, no one would have noticed anything. <laughs> just oh no, you, you didn't notice. It's like something that's real weird. <laughs> something's weird about this kid. Well, and then, I remember, like, because I think at that point, too, you still had a little bit of hair, so you just shaved your eyebrows, but then you shaved your head when we got back, and we were at Taco Bell, and I think it was Tim just looked at you, and he's like, Curtis, you look like a penis. (laughs) (laughs) No facial hair, no eyebrows, no hair on your head. Yeah. That's where we were. (laughs) Yep. Sounds about right. Uh, Yeah. We'll uh, get Caleb on the podcast, and we'll romance about all the stuff that he did. Because we talked about it before when he had him on the podcast that we were kind of like the same person, only two different youth groups. Because uh, yeah. I did a lot of the video stuff for our youth group, and Caleb did a lot of video stuff with his youth group. And we kind of have similar sense of humor. So their videos would be kind of crazy. Our videos would be kind of crazy. We, because of Alf, would push the envelope. Borderline racism. <laughs> Uh, the Taco Bell video. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess we could tell that s- story. Drew, you're not a part of this at all. Nope. <laughs> I um, that. So this may have been months before Alf decided that he was going to go to Texas, maybe. Uh, we did something called taking the Alf out of real life. Uh, and so we did a video series where... Uh, we just plotted to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so we had assassins, and I was the evil overlord that you never saw his face, and I was petting a cat. Um, and I hired people to kill Alf. Uh, so one was a ninja assassin. Um, 
who was Nick, uh, the other Nick, not this Nick, yeah, uh, who dressed Nick. like a ninja to kill him. <clears throat> uh, but then <laughs> Alf's dog ate Nick, I guess, was the <laughs> end of that story. <laughs> then we had gangsters. I hired uh, thug-like gangsters who were these two girls that couldn't get a sentence out without laughing. <laughs> that was just awful. Yeah. Uh, so they drove, <laughs> attempted to dr- do a drive-by on Alf, but then Alf like bent over to pick up something, and so they shot somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I hired Mexican assassins. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and it was these two other guys, and so they had the fake mustaches with huge sombreros, and they <laughs> went to Taco Bell, <laughs> dressed like, th- and they had like ponchos on, and were like pr- speaking really shitty Spanish. <laughs> they ordered Taco Bell, yeah, um, and there's this footage of them ordering Taco Bell. It had nothing to do with the story, but this is something they did on their own. <laughs> but the they. Uh, Alf hired them to do landscaping. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah. one is raking a tree, <laughs> and I think the other one's like vacuuming the driveway or something. I thought he was just like in the grass picking his toes. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, and the way they wanted to kill Alf was <laughs> having Alf drink Mexican water. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> Which was just a glass of water with like mud and sticks and like grass sticking <laughs> out of it. And Alf drinks it because Alf is Alf and they expect him to die and he doesn't. <laughs> and they're like, What? How could this be? And Alf literally grabs an empty glass, goes to his toilet, dips it, and then drinks that. <laughs> and was like, I drank this all the time. That's the kind of shit that we did. Jesus. Yeah. We had some of the most ridiculous videos at that youth group. We really did. Can you remember any more? Uh, there's the video for Captain Heaven. Yep. Um, where Curtis is the crazy mean overlord, because this is when he started shaving his head. This just had that evil look. <laughs> were, were you Dr. Flamer? No, that no, was Nick. That was Nick. That, that was, was the other Nick. What were you doing? What was your villain? That was uh, the mind. The mind. And he would touch somebody and they would just instantly become sad. <laughs> because he got stood up on a date. <laughs> and I was I was Curtis's henchman in like an extra small women's tank top. <laughs> with, yeah, like with, a, with a five pound weight. With a five pound weight. <laughs> in just, just one hand. The whole time. <laughs> uh, do you remember how they summoned Captain Heaven? Yes. Okay. Tell so, the whole story. So you have the group of five people to summon Captain Heaven who are re, uh, who are uniting to stop the mind from making everyone in the world depressed and sad like he is. <laughs> so you had Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and Heart. <laughs> and Heart. And Heart. <laughs> so... They combine to make Captain Heaven, and I go to say something, and then I get hit in the face with a frying pan <laughs> by Tim playing Captain Heaven. Who was a character wearing aviators with a mullet and, like, blue and red shirt and shorts. You had No, you had blue pants with red shorts over the blue shorts. <laughs> and a cape. And a cape. <laughs> oh, God. 
Uh, that was the time that someone was vacuuming the lawn. I think Ben Sturgis was sitting there with a vacuum. No, it was Jake Sturgis. Had a vacuum vacuuming the side yard when the mind came by to make him sad. I remember someone was in a high chair, like a baby chair. Uh, one person was, uh, was that football player with the long hair. Clay Matthews? No, Paul Malu. Oh, Troy Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I remember the reason why I thought of this plot point of Captain Heaven and why we had the Father, Son, Holy Spirit heart because I was doing a message about heart. Because oh, <laughs> it always yeah. cracked me up with Captain Planet how it would be like Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, water Heart. Yeah. What? <laughs> so I thought it would be funny to do that with like the stereotypical Christian crap and then Heart. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and so Caleb would do videos. Uh, they actually had like a made-up production called Updog. So you'd be like, "What's, What's Updog?" Updog. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's where they were at. Uh, but they did these horror movies every year. The freaking dog one. Did you watch it? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it before. <laughs> so it started out as the Umbrella, and it's exactly what you think it is. It's an umbrella running around uh, killing people. Just point of view, camera guys holding the camera, and all you see is this umbrella, and it just, like, pokes people and kills them. And that was, like, the horror movie uh, where it just kills a whole lot of teenagers. Uh, One of the funnier ones that I remember is one of the kids picks up an umbrella from the umbrella, like, containers that people used to have in their homes. They picked it up and, like, did it. And then folded it on top of himself and like rolled around and started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, so eventually they decided that they were done with the umbrella. So then it was this mad scientist who they found this weird dog mascot costume. Like this really crappy lab dog yeah. costume. And the whole thing was like a Frankenstein thing, but to use the brain to do the brain, they put the umbrella and the, <laughs> the dog. So then the, the murderer just became the lab, and it was this crazy dog mascot costume running around killing people. Uh, and the final one was Lab 3, which I was produced and had a lot of ideas. And you can see, if you watch that video, it's on my Facebook, uh, you can see definitely my influence all over that video of... The best part is when you paid homage to Monty Python and he keeps running and it's the same distance way over and over again. (laughs) That was my idea. I also did the uh, classic horror thing where the kids are backing up to each other and they hit each other and like, oh, and they start turning around and going the opposite way and the lab is just right there in front of them and kills them. (laughs) That was me. I did the, hey, let's split up. And then I did coming out of the tent. Hey, the coast is clear. And then I get immediately murdered. <laughs> and then our kid pops up. Yeah, hey, yeah, he's right. The coast is clear. <laughs> and they all walk out. Yeah. My influence is all over there. I also did the scene with um, <laughs> the uh, porter potty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the girl walks into the porter potty. And then there's a whole lot of shaking in the porter potty. And then the lab walks out of it. <laughs> The, the kind of crap that you think about, like, how is that even... Well, they would obviously... No? Okay. 
Uh, and there's talks of doing, and then they did another umbrella one because they ended up killing the dog by throwing a ball down the parking lot, and the dog chases after it and gets hit by a car. <laughs> then the head flies off, and the umbrella gets exposed, and they made another umbrella after that. And there was talks, because of Matt's passing, of doing uh, the final umbrella where a bunch of people who are now in their late 20s, early 30s, killing umbrellas. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I, hopefully that gets posted. I'll, I'll share it to you guys. But yeah, it's that kind of camaraderie of me coming up on my separate these stupid videos and we have a plethora we can talk about that more and then caleb doing some and then now i'm going to that youth group and kind of keeping that montage of when i was there for the last couple years i remember do you guys remember the dating one that i did yes (laughs) (laughs) rather hit you with a car (laughs) (laughs) that's how you really pick up chicks guys let them hit you with a car And like ninety percent of the video is Heather freaking out trying to get ready for this date. And then you just sitting then, there with your hand in your pants. And then five five seconds before you have to go. All right, let's go. I remember that scene actually. Uh, it was when Axe was really popu- popular. I drained like half of that can of Axe just on myself. Just constant. <laughs> For like a couple of minutes, and that was my date. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole purpose was I just wanted to sleep with her. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how I got her number. Is she hit me with the car? <laughs> oh, oh my I'm god! So I just sorry. hit you with the car. Yeah. Can I get your number? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sure. I guess. Oh. <sighs> Do you guys remember the Christmas Carol video? I was gonna get to that next. Go the, ahead. Uh, the Quentin Tarantino, uh, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's uh, Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> because Ben Sturgis was operating the camera, but somehow failed because we shot everything in order. Yet whenever we pulled the tape and looked it over, everything was wildly out of order. And some of it didn't film. <laughs> and some of it just didn't <laughs> film. <laughs> we got like most of the good parts though. Uh, for instance, how uh, Caleb Schwickard was Tiny Tim, and Caleb Schwickard's like six foot five. Yeah, <laughs> or Sam inside the present box. Well, yeah. he was Christmas present. Yeah, yes. he was Christmas present, and he was just a box with wrapping paper on it. And I don't remember what the scene was going on inside the house, but the only thing I remember about that scene is that perfect twirl that Sam did while wearing the Christmas present He's costume. He's like skipping towards the house. It's <laughs> a weird twirl. And it just, it looks so good that you can't. Uh, I remember when we showed it to the the main service and there's like, what? <laughs> well, no, we imagine. didn't find out that it was all out of order until the day of and we were like, well, Show it anyway. Because <laughs> that was when we were having the uh, the Christmas party for the church. Yep. And so there was the, the youth table and then a couple other tables. And, uh, like, here's the entire youth group cracking up at this whole video. And everyone else is like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was mildly upsetting because we did actually do a pretty good job that was probably our best like video that we did yeah like we actually scripted it we actually like people had roles and stuff and we actually tried to get it all in order but since it was just so scrambled and some stuff didn't even air yeah it didn't it was unintelligible 
But it was funny to us because we were involved in it. Oh, God. I actually was not. I had to go to the farm that weekend when you guys videotaped it. Mm. I recall. I think I showed up late. That sounds about right. Yeah. I was working or something. That's when uh, Bob was Scrooge. Yep. I was, uh, it goes to Christmas future. Yep. So death. Yep. And we danced on Bob's grave. (laughs) (laughs) We danced on Bob's grave. That's right. Like, yeah, he's dead. It's a cure of cancer. (laughs) All these things were great about his death. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Bob. Oh, Bob. I think that's one of the scenes that didn't make it in. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think it did. Yeah, I remember that being like a really funny part, but (laughs) just didn't record or Uh, something happened. I remember the video series that we did. um, This is just a remembering podcast. Deal with it. I do what I want. Uh, Where Dan uh, was still a part of the youth group, and the whole premise was to bring more people into real life. Do you remember this video? That was maybe right when I first started. Yeah, that was pre-you. I remember this. Yeah. (laughs) I remember these videos. Yeah. Uh, I think the first video was Nick and I dressed really dumb. Other Nick. Other Nick. Uh, We're dressed really dumb, and we hid up in a tree, and we kidnapped an old lady and threw her in the back of my car. (laughs) And, And the way we did it, as we put the old lady in a sleeping bag, um, and we just put uh, the fake body was just like a bunch of books and stuff in there, so it gave it weight. And we one, two, three, and we heave it up, and it hits the bottom of my trunk, and it flops down, <laughs> and then we close the trunk and drive off. <laughs> uh, um, I remember coming out of the closet. I have vague remembrance of this. Nick is listening to Chicky uh, O'Neill's rap, <laughs> and I come out of the closet to like find out that the old lady is a cat. I think. I remember. Yeah, I think Nick was like going through the sleeping bag and he just pulls out a cat. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one time we kidnapped a jogger, uh, we had Nick running, and we did it like the Monty Python scene where it just repeats. And the way we filmed it was very clever. And it was just the same scene like seven s- times in a row or something like that. Where we finally rope him and then drag him. <laughs> uh, uh, then there was the entrance, and this is highly offensive, of Mild or Retarded Boy. Oh, I do remember that video, though. <laughs> uh, n- uh, Nick, Sergis, and Dan were talking about how they have their cousin that they want to bring to your uh, youth group, but he's slightly retarded. <laughs> well, no, I thought good. Good thing that you guys did that video like actually before we showed up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was locked in the basement. <laughs> well, no, the only thing that I'd really recall is like when Nick was talking to Dan. He's like, "We ride the short bus together." Like <laughs> that's how I know him. <laughs> And they had locked me in the basement. So then they come down the basement, and I'm just like feral, like grunting, <laughs> like feral, insane person. I'm wearing like a coonskin hat and like the shiny shirt, and I have like a water gun with me. And I'm like sticks. I'm just like, ah, ah. 
Did they find a chloroform? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we definitely were not politically correct. Not, back a, in the nope. day. not at all. Like I said, we would have probably been arrested. Somebody should have been really offended. Oh, no def- one ever was. <laughs> no, there was people that got offended. Oh. When we did the uh, Taking the Alpha Out of Real Life video and we had Mexicans, that was the time the Mexican youth group showed up. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. They never showed up after that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't make it to a lot of the uh, Matt's videos, only that one that I posted. But they did, you know, the horror films and they did. He always was good about vil- filming the retreats and um, the camps that they did and the lock-ins that they did. And we never did any of that. We well, didn't need any evidence of no, the insanity that we were not. doing. <laughs> and there's some photos that survived. The that, best like, that we had was, uh, who was it that always took the photos? Heather. Heather had a lot of <clears throat> photos. It was uh, like the last year. There, It was an adult that actually. Jim Lieber? Was it Jim Lieber that was taking a lot of photos? I maybe don't it was. Maybe Joe Roman that last year was taking a whole lot of photos. He would have been another one, yeah. <clears throat> but someone was going through on the last camp, and that's when we had the most perfectly timed photo ever. Uh, yep. Yep. Where so, you're spitting. <laughs> so here's uh, Sam, um, who we tucked it, duct taped to a tree, I think, was one of our lifeguards, as well as Heather. And so the two of them are at the pool lifeguarding. Um, and Curtis was over there talking. So I think it was Joe Roman who was taking the photos. Either that or Jim. But uh, they were going to get a photo of you three. So here's the three of them kind of like sitting on the ground, sprawled out, like being cool with their sunglasses on and everything. And I see him getting ready to take this photo. So I get a big, huge mouthful of water from the pool. I jump up run over and slide in front of Curtis and just spit water into his face and then literally (laughs) turn right back and jump into the pool. The photo that we got was the literal point where the water was hitting Curtis's face. (laughs) He had not changed his facial reaction at all. It was the bestly timed photo I have ever seen in my life. I don't think I actually changed my facial expression after that happened. I think I just like turned and looked and just saw you jumping back in the pool. I was like, that dick. <laughs> oh, gosh. So many fond memories. Yeah, the last thing I did for that church was that that summer camp. was the 2009 summer camp. That was the last thing I did. Yeah, because I left December 2009. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yep. And then I moved down to Texas with Alf for a while and then came back to St. Louis and then started going to that mega church that we all hate. Um, <clears throat> and then started going to a different church after that. Yep. Yep. And now I, we are the church. Now we are the church. This podcast. We do have Kool-Aid upstairs. We do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just funny uh, where we all met at this tiny little church and how... Uh, people's lives have been influenced and there's so many people that have gone out of that church and some of them still go to that mega church i don't know where a lot of that youth group went um i don't know yeah most of them i haven't seen most of them in years since the actual like youth youth group are all over the place yeah uh, 
most of the leaders and or like parents all go to the mega church for the most part if you really think about it yeah that's true <clears throat> but mo- like one of the photos that we have of all of us together is like 70 kids yeah that was the big 2005 camp i i think our last camp 2006 camp was like 75 kids all of our camps were like 70 feeble yeah and i don't other than you guys were like the only ones that yeah yep that's weird and now so uh the people that knew matt in st louis and then the st charles people there's a lot of people in st charles that i know uh caleb uh brooke and amy who listen to the podcast as well i still haven't met caleb so he doesn't exist yet yeah it's true it's me calling you out caleb so you know (laughs) right hopefully uh i'll have him on we'll do a another remembering matt show um where we talk about all the stuff that he was more involved with because uh, he his kind of a story not to um tell his story at all but he eventually goes to uh i think it would have been 2003 or 2004 he goes to college in texas hmm. um to be a pastor and does that for a while and then comes sporadically um in the summertime that's how caleb and i really got to know each other was through these random summers where i was at st charles first as an adult leader and caleb would show up in the summertime and we do things together and we caleb and i uh (laughs) are really ridiculous towards each other sometimes Uh, i remember one time we were in a leader meeting and matt asked me to pray and caleb just gently starts rubbing my inner thigh while praying (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of relationship caleb and i have um and we feed off of each other that's pretty evident when he is on the podcast but just to know them for this long and whatnot and the the story that i have and they all knew heather and whatnot and them always being there for me and uh you know i can't wait to have those people on the show more often and whatnot i know some of them we're on the trek to Texas uh, for the memorial services that are happening, I think, today, even Saturday. Um, I didn't really feel comfortable going because of the whole COVID thing. But like I said, I think my plan is late February, March, going there and kind of being part of the B team that shows up and comforts Alf and his wife and then hopefully see uh, Matt's wife and kids, mm-hmm. who I haven't seen since they were like a little. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a crazy time, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you guys uh, reminisce. I know Drew, you're kind of the outsider, only showing a little bit, yeah. Kind of the camps. Do you remember anything? You went to all three camps, right? I went to two. The we had, Ter- we had four total, one of which was a spring break camp, which that I didn't one go was to. really small. I didn't go to that one. <clears throat> that one I did go to because we did four, five, and six. But yeah, I was at five and six. You didn't go to four. Because hmm. four was the first time we went to Lake Murray. Yeah, I was there the last time for Murray and then Palm de Terre. Right. Because I feel like the first time we went to Murray was when Nick uh, wakeboarded off the dock. I never did any of the wakeboarding stuff. And then after they left, Heather tried to push me into the water. And I grabbed the side pole on the dock and spun back around over the the actual water. And before I could even do anything, Heather was like, 
crap and then just jumped in the water because she knew i was going to throw her in anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah for um was the first time we went to lake murray i remember that time it was like a half mile walk down to the beach and there were prisoners there working on a dock yeah i never went down to the water Hmm. Yeah, yeah there were definitely like Prisoners in orange jumpsuits and a marshal with a big-ass revolver on his side. Perfect. While we were there. Yep. Perfect. Because I was always napping because I would stay up until like 4 in the morning. Sure. That's sure. not entirely true because I feel like that year uh, was when we found that little island to do paintballing on. So you at least went down to the docks once. I don't remember that. Pretty I remember sure that being that a thing. I didn't do any of the paintballing stuff. I know I did all the paintballing stuff, but I don't remember that. I was always down at the lake. Unless that was the spring break one. That, that there had been the spring but break. But there one. wasn't really enough of us there to do that, like to do paintballing, and I don't think we had any paintball equipment. I don't remember. Four, oh four, was kind of uh, a blur, because that was right when Alf left, and then... He came up for that camp. I think 04, Brian Parrish was there with us. And then all the ones after that, we had Drew. Yeah. Yeah. Because 4 was the one where uh, we had really bad showers. And 5, we had like that central shower thing. And then 6 was Palm de Terre. Where Where Curtis forgot a towel. Yep. Yep. I didn't bring a towel (laughs) to Palm de Terre. That sucked. (laughs) Here's Curtis in the shower. We get an extension cord and a fan into the shower so Curtis can air dry faster. And he's talking to me and Drew over the top of the door. Wow. Just naked because I didn't have an option. Wow. Bob just had an extra towel because he's always prepared. And so he gave it to Curtis. But that was hilarious. Um, he only I had remember, to suffer through that for one. You were one of the people who had their stuff peed on, were you? I don't no. think so. Okay. That was uh, someone peed Matt on Bill Jones stuff, and right? Justin, whatever his name was, David Villarreal's friends. That's right. Those are the two that had the pee water or the <laughs> pee in their their bags. I was just gonna say, I remember the central shower, and between my cabin and the shower, there was apparently a giant red ant. Uh, Colony. <laughs> that yep. was fun. Walked through them. Yeah, <laughs> sure did. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Because everyone was going around. I was like, I don't get it. Let's just. It's right there. We found out. <laughs> oh, Curtis always finds things out the hard way. <laughs> yep. Pretty frequently. Good times. Good times. Oh man. Yeah. It, it's weird to think about. That was like twenty years ago. Yep. Yeah. Over 20 years ago. No. 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 Was, 2001 no, would have been 20 years definitely ago. Definitely like about, Think about how old ago, you are. Think about yeah, how yeah. old you are. Yeah, it's bizarre to think that that was almost 20 years ago. Yep. Crazy times. Um, I, I don't have anything else left. And you guys? I got nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I've, I have to go help my mom fix the washer. Oh, yeah. Good luck to you. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I'll do the preamble then. Um, Michael said that we're old. Oh, thank you, Michael, for watching this entire time. I really do appreciate it. Um, this is my preamble or my post-amble. 
Your pre-post. It's definitely a post amble because it's yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, subscribe to us on the YouTube channel that will be somewhere in the description because it's all babble. Michael. Michael. Because uh, I need a hundred subs before I can do a custom URL. Good luck to me. Uh, you can also watch us on twitch.tv backslash between alpha and omega. If you're listening to this on the podcast and you want to watch us for whatever reason, you can now. We go live 1.30 Central Standard Time, first and third Saturdays. Next time we will be live is February 6th at 1.30 Central Standard Time. So join us then. Uh, the podcast it will remain the same, uh, but you get our whole weird banter that we talk when we first sit down and that goes live. Uh, you can also watch the video. It's up for 14 days on Twitch, so twitch.com uh, backslash between Alpha Omega, and you can watch that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I guess I'll leave with this final thought of just spend more time with people that you love. Um, I know that I'm a crazy introvert, but I, I've been really struggling with that. Just people that you love and that you like, spend more time with them because you never know. Yeah. You literally never know. Uh, and it's crazy to think that he was only in his early 40s and now has this heart attack and um, how frightening that is, especially when I'm getting closer to my 40s and going, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Uh, especially with my health scare that I had in October. It's the whole thing for me. Um, so, yeah, just be with the people that you love the most and uh, not out of obligation, but because you love them. Why not? It's kind of why we all get together and we have lunch and we do this podcast. It's not to be uh, entertaining or laughter that happens, uh, but to talk about certain things with each other and experience life with each other. That's the whole reason why I started this podcast. Between Alpha and Omega is literally the meat in between the beginning and the end. And it's sad to say that Matt's story is finished, but what a middle he had. And all the people that he uh, influenced. Uh, and you can go to his Facebook page and it's thousands of messages and people reaching out to uh his wife and kids and the experiences that they had with him and i only knew him for 20 years or whatever and it was kind of in and out but there's people that were greatly impacted by him and uh i, I will miss him and i do love him and uh, i can't wait to go down to texas to see that family and to be with them again and um yeah spend time with the people that you love Know that I love you, if you're watching this, uh, Michael, <laughs> and uh, any of the subscribers that listen to this, I thank you from the bottom of my heart just to be a part of my life and part of these guys' lives, and I look forward to actually starting the podcast proper uh, February 6th. Uh, it's been kind of a crazy time with Christmas and then with Matt's passing. We'll actually get back to the hard-hitting topics that we talk about. Because they hit so hard. They hit so hard. Uh, and to be entertaining, to be laughter and all the crazy stuff that we do. And this podcast was mostly about just remembering our childhood. For me, being an adult most of that time, it's kind of weird to say. Uh, but we're just remembering Adult-ish. that stuff. So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing wherever you're subscribing or following. Thank you. Seriously, thank you. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.